Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Josh, why don't you lead us in because we get 3,000% higher listeners when you, you lead in. You've already I'm broke. not leading. You've I'm already, suggesting. You, I'm suggesting. You, you broke I it. I didn't lead Welcome in. to Marketing Money Podcast. That's the lead in. So many more listeners. So, so last podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so just for full disclosure, if you don't get our tomfoolery, that was a joke. I don't know Tom nor foolery. I'm uh, serious. I only know Frank. Frank. Got to be Frank. The last podcast... Did perform better. The three thousand percent was a total joke. It did perform better. Of course, it did. I promoted it yeah. on social media okay. versus the other time, just to make sure. Just, wanted to keep just, your streak alive. Just, you paid. Want to keep your streak alive. You paid for it. Yeah. So it did perform a lot better. So welcome, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'm excited to be at a conference. We do have a conference coming up. Yeah. September twenty sixth through twenty eighth in Austin, Texas. Yeehaw. Our friends at the American Bankers Association are throwing a marketing conference that is hybrid. You can you it, can be there in person or not. Yeah, I invite you to come. Yeah, but I invite you to be there in person. You I, can do either. We'll be there in person. You can do if either. You can sit behind your desk and watch the breakout sessions and the keynotes and all. Like, or which you can is be good. there in person. Look, with all due respect, to all due respect, to, you're gonna say something mean now, yeah, aren't you? The speakers are good. The networking is gooder. Is gooder. I, yeah, I you agree. need to be there for the the people. I've hired people I've met at the ABA conferences. Yeah. I've learned. I've gotten ideas. I've given ideas. Uh, I think I've even taken selfies with people that thought the, the <laughs> we're celebrity. That, that thought we were some type of celebrity. Which is funny if uh, talk about the visual of it because you just hear a voice. You might not even know we look like. One thing is people always think that Josh is John, and that they don't think I'm Josh. They as much know as who they, you are. Yeah, but they. <laughs> But there's been times when people have actually approached him, and Josh didn't want to be rude enough to correct them, and has gone a whole conversation being me. Or didn't realize or, it for a long and, time. And then they were thinking— Because I do work with Renaissance Bank, so they're talking about Renaissance or whatever, and it's just and like— he's just playing along. And then there, there's, there was another time when um, I was chairing the conference. We, we're not going to give any names here, but I was chairing the conference, and they thought— Josh was me, and they were talking about like really respectfully things Thank you need you to so do, much and all, all you do, and we're just and ignoring me completely, like I didn't even exist. Like he's and just that some was, guy. I didn't get it then. Yeah. I was just like, okay, he's cool. just some guy. And then he started talking. She act, and the person actually was like John, and he was like, oh, oh, that makes. And sense. then it one eighty. Yeah, and I was. And then he gets liver. ignored, and then they're like, oh, hey, but we now want to talk to you, and I'm like, oh, now I'm important. <laughs> It was one of those obvious things that it, was funny. It's it's so weird. Another thing I've spoken about at conferences I think is really weird or oddball is if anybody follows me, as in John, on social media, not the bank or your agency, Josh, but me on social media, you would notice that I buck the advice and trend of social media connoisseurs and counselors and consultants of having a picture of yourself on your site. <laughs> and people ask me about that. I, a lot more than you would think. And I, and I always say, well, the reason is back before the old pandemic we've got now, I was going to a lot of conferences, both paid and participatory, and speaking and listening. It really came to a head when I was 
at a, one of the happy hour deals afterwards, and a guy pulled out of his pocket like a stapled together sheet, uh, stapled together sheets of profiles of people he wanted to talk to at the conference. His flashcards. His flashcards, and look, like hold it up, like. N- and look, this is why if you're a partner vendor, you go to conferences so you can make connections and meet people. So I don't blame the theory and strategy behind it. But also at some of these things, I feel like I'm just, you talk about celebrity. It's not celebrity. I feel like I'm just just bait in the, in the water and all the yeah. sharks are taking nibbles off me trying to get my attention. And it's that way with a lot of marketers because there's got to be a better way, I've always said. But point is, I was standing beside this guy waiting on a beverage or something, and I look over and he's flipping through his pages, and he's got people's pictures with their name and profile, and he's sitting there checking. Very off. uncool though. Like, 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 like that. that but, probably but not. He's, the thing. But he's no one's with him, so yeah. he's sitting there looking. and He's checking off who he's met, and he flips through, and I literally see my name, but I see no picture because I don't have one on social media. He has my logo or my book cover, which I've used in in different times, and then he had like my little profile where he had written little points in my resume, like where he went to college. Oh, was interesting about John Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, all, all that stuff. Jeez. And so I looked at it and I was like, this is the first time, I was like, this is why I'm never going to put my picture he on can't social find media because he can't find me. And he's standing right beside me. And I think he even leaned over to one of the ABA staff and was like, or, or at some point there was an approach to get and said, can you introduce me? And they're like, he's right beside you. And then it was super awkward. And it, this, was For like, him. this was actually in Austin, Five years ago, I remember it. It was in February. I still remember it, the whole thing. But my point, the point being about the whole deal is uh, that's why I've decided to stick to the no picture on social media. For me, it's odd. It's not what you should do. I totally get it. But it just, it, it weirded well, me well, out enough to, those to stay Those best practices there. treat us like we're homogenous, like in our goals. Your goals aren't what someone else's are. I will say this. If you have one, it doesn't need to be the car selfie. No. With the seatbelt on and all that. That like have a perfect I would also LinkedIn's say don't put, don't put your family in it. Just in my yeah. opinion. Don't have a kid or your husband. Have and a wife. professional you. have a professional headshot that represents you. Yeah. I guess. I, I don't even know what mine is. Oh, mine's a cartoon to me. Oh yeah, and, and I would say on the on the average or on the what you should do, you shouldn't do what I do, but I've just chose I've chosen to be weird that way because of these situations that and that's a direct example, but there's others Well I think it proves the rule that Oh, you want to be found? Absolutely have yeah. your picture on it. Yeah. But it it was well, no, you do because you're trying to get hired. You're trying yeah. to, you're selling. So I you still think LinkedIn LinkedIn's much more of a hiring thing than a professional like a like, like a, a, a business platform. networking thing. Yeah. I mean you see open for work on everybody's yeah deal now which is weird if you're working somewhere I always look I'm like but you're still working somewhere <laughs> hopefully nobody's doing that oh no everyone's doing that that's what's so weird to it, me they, but they probably just think it's like a trend like it's my badge yeah like I'm open to work with you yeah to sell you stuff no it no, means, no, it means I'm you're looking, looking for, for a job you're looking for employment yeah I'm at- I didn't realize that people might not get that so they, so they I don't totally talk about don't somebody who might listen to this don't let us know and just change it yeah just change it just Get it down now. Yeah. You know, don't lose if your job. If you're not looking that. for a job. If folks worked for me, had that up there, I would ask them about it. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you? But now they're going to do it as a joke since I've mentioned it on the podcast. But anyway. So uh, why Sage of uh, marketing over there? Mm. Where is he? Oh. He's there. Me. And by, we have a guest today. His ah. name is uh, Frank Mabus. Frank Mabus, yeah. Question, because we're our theme today, we kind of... Just got together on this without a lot of deep dive on a strategy for the podcast today is what are the secrets to bank marketing? Mm. I'm just going to let you just kind of just freestyle. <laughs> You're just going to freestyle. 
spit some bars. Just, dro- just drop drop some knowledge. Whew. So I get asked that more than you would think in a non-ironic way. Do they have your picture on a piece of paper when they ask you? I, no, nobody wants to find me. <laughs> I'll tell you a really funny story before we get going. My wife and I were talking. I don't think they want to find me either. They want to find the checks oh, to, be, yeah. to be able to be produced. That's not me personally. They, yeah. that's, that's like hurts my feelings. I'm a vendor. You know, I, I walked up to somebody who is a friend of ours now. And <laughs> they literally said when I walked up to them, oh, God, here it comes. <laughs> like, here's the pitch. Yeah, here's the pitch. And I was like, if you know me at all. I, I'm not going out beating the bushes for the business. I'm very much like, you know what we do. If you want it, come get it. And, and it's not in a cocky way. It's just like, I've bought very few things in my life by someone strong-arming me or giving me a value proposition. If the value proposition isn't out there before you have to tell me about it, probably not that good. Well, just so, look at the work. That's, yeah. that's what I say. Look at the work, and then if you think it's a good fit, contact the person yeah. if not for any any partner yeah, any part. just, and it, which may be one of the secrets but the secret the one secret the fail safe way to succeed at bank marketing and there's a reason I put the emphasis on marketing emphasis 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 is it's pretty simple hire your competitors best bankers that is the absolute because marketing is not advertising is within marketing but if you want to outmarket your competition, in other words, outperform them in the marketplace, hire your competitors' best bankers. Hire the best bankers of all your competitors. They bring their business with them. You hurt the competitor and you help yourself. It's baseball. It's moneyball. Not that anybody wants to hear about baseball, but I do. Oh, good. I'm glad you did. Any of you who follow baseball, what you see is an in division trade. You go after the the best pitcher. From your competitor. Well, that's why you take the, that asset that's away why from them. When the in the SEC, often when a player wants to transfer within conference, yeah, pre, get them out. pre-COVID, pre-transfer portal, all that forgiveness stuff, they would make them either sit for a full year and not play, or go to another conference because yeah. Georgia doesn't want their quarterback going to Kentucky, or yeah. Kentucky doesn't want their best basketball player going to Alabama. Yeah. So they would say. You can do it, but you have to sit out for a full year of your life. You're not allowed to participate in yeah. sport. And in lose sport. a year of eligibility. Yes. Or transfer another school outside. We'll waive it immediately. We're not going to play you. We're not going to see you. It doesn't matter. So it's what you said. It's a, it's, oh, it's a double damage. It's recruiting. And so do the double damage. If you want to do that. Now, I don't know, and I would love to hear a bank, if you're a bank or if you know of a bank that does it, that that's their strategy. It would just seem like of the 5,000 banks left in America, that would be like one of their strategies. I, th- I can think of a bank in the Southeast that probably fits that better than You could almost have a, a hybrid marketing HR type role where the whole job was to attract the best people to your bank and you market and then train to that them? crowd yeah. and train them. But it was more than just the HR side. Is, to me, HR can do a really great job of recruiting, but it seems to me, HR seems to be more focused on like benefits and personnel and like the day-to-day well, there's just so much of that. Of, there's so much of that. To do. Yeah, there's, there's just so much of that that has to Yeah, and you've got to do that well. Yeah. Because like if you if someone's health insurance isn't getting covered or they're not getting their payroll, it's a whole nother. But like someone to be like the recruiting head that goes after, like we're going after the best. There are plenty of that. There's not just that. filling a spot. Yeah. The but, best. Yeah. There's plenty of that that happens outside of banking, but you know, you know this with banking, when you're trying to recruit a high-powered commercial lender or mortgage lender from another bank, especially in the community bank realm, 
generally the CEO of the bank's involved, the board of the like it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal. But I do think that better branded banks attract talent easier anyway. We've seen this both in new hires for Renaissance, because we can speak somewhat about that, and mergers and acquisitions that people are like, oh, now we are going to a bank that markets itself, that backs its employees. I have rarely, if ever, been one of the reasons that someone didn't come to the bank when yeah. we're recruiting. Usually they'll say, oh, I, the marketing is going to be great. I've seen it. I, I can't wait to do that stuff. Right. Now I need to talk comp and talk how I can work it out with my, you know, like all the other stuff that's how they're That is HR. Get, yeah, that is HR. The marketing for us has never been, and I'm not saying we're the best, but I'm saying that's something that's off the you, table. You are better than a lot of the competitors. We're above the Mendoza line for you baseball fans out yes. there. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The real answer, and you know, there's a statement that, that I hate, that you hate, that people take as a benefit and actually will spend money to put on billboards and advertisements. The best kept secret. Oh, the best kept secret. That's not good. One, why would you be keeping your brand a secret? Because you're not branding. And you're not advertising and all that. But this is, let's just say if you, the secret, neither of these are necessarily secrets. They're they're pretty intuitive. Banking hacks you need to know banking about. Banking hacks. 20 banking hacks you should learn. Well, ours is pretty public and we promote it. But it's, I don't, it's tough because like the best course a lot of times is hard to follow. So like. What's the secret to living longer? Eat well, exercise, you know, the stuff we don't do that we don't want to do. Like, like those aren't secrets. The execution of it is much more How, difficult. The secret to losing weight, what? exercise and diet. Yeah. Okay, that's not a secret. I didn't like that. Yeah. I don't like this. I don't want to sweat. Well, and then even when we work out, you and I have talked about this, like, where, what happened to push-ups and jumping rope and pull-ups? Now it's got to be like... Stuff where you injure yourself. Let's go get a let's go get a uh, bulldozer tire or a and, and dump truck tire and flip it over twenty times. It is more fun, maybe. <laughs> I guess when you get a hemorrhoid, <laughs> when you break your back. Anyway, so I don't think it's a secret. I think ours is is relatively unique, but I mean it's 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 pretty simple. We have a five part approach to this. We'll name, we'll name the five this, part That's available approach. on our website, and there's a video that probably will do this better than I, I do, but found it, I'll just go through the five. Foundation, attraction, onboarding, nurturing, and retargeting. Um, when we broke it down to that and, and started giving scores to our clients before they come in, and this isn't the score like you hear from the like, let's do your client engagement customer journey. Is it a net promoter score? No, no. You know what a word that's been given, or an acronym or whatever, an abbreviation has been given way too much, like, weight? KPI. Oh, key performance indicators. Like it's some secret. Why don't you just say the data we need to know how we're doing? Can you identify key performance indicators in a lending campaign? I don't know. Maybe loan growth. (laughs) Maybe the return. People are acting like there's an expertise in identifying key performance indicators because you can say KPI. And look, everybody that says KPI has this accent. I don't know where it comes from. Can I get the KPI on the ROI? Have you identified your KPIs? And look, I'm sorry. I'm sure somebody's offended. But like, if your is that hard to track. You can't say that. They'll be. Is that hard to track in your bank? Net new accounts, new relationships. Value of the account. Loan growth. Yeah. Let's just say the playbook on KPIs for banks should be more like a pamphlet. 
it's loans and deposits and <laughs> and new, new non and non interest income. It's yeah. not it's not hard. All you guys out there, one selling that maybe I'm maybe I'm boosting it for you, right? That. Well, what he because he sounds like this. What he doesn't understand. No, I understand that you're selling snake oil and emperor's new clothes, and you're you're playing into people who think banking is complex as an industry, incredibly complex. Well, because people are complex, they're hard to predict. Yeah, the economy's hard to predict. I mean, the but, world's hard to predict, and so you're. But knowing if we're doing a good job at and it, it's a risk-based business. Yeah, I mean, everything's priced off risk. Yeah, but knowing you're doing a good or bad job doing it. At least from the macro level. And this is what we miss too many times. We go down to like counting the needles, trying to find a needle in the haystack instead of just saying, we've got 15 haystacks. And if there's a needle in every haystack, that's 15 needles. So anyway, now that I'm off that soapbox, foundation is branding, website, branch, design. Make everything look good. Branch it's feel. Look good. It is. So this is the, the, the sniff test. Like, do you look legit or not? We just did a kind of a, because of the pandemic, a, a remote focus group. These are some quick, go to Google survey, spend some dollars, and well, you have to have a comparison. So we put up a new brand and an existing brand. We're rebranding and they want to do some research. We ask uh, a few simple questions. We put the up, old brand discovery. We put up the old brand and said, do you find this brand trustworthy or untrustworthy? Binary uh, question. Don't trust it, ever. And the new brand, <laughs> the next question is, we put up new brand, no name on it. We didn't say it's a bank. Trustworthy, untrustworthy. Valuable on a five-point scale. Is this new brand, old brand, valuable, unvaluable? What was the other one? Oh, dated versus relevant. Dated versus relevant. And then would you choose this bank? And we put up which, and you clicked on a logo. No name, though. No name. And just, and, and you well, can, you don't have to pick first. Yeah. And bank. you did focus groups. You participate in focus groups. I've. I believe I'm a pretty good focus group moderator. It's a focus group out on the survey. And what we found with the new brand is it was, it felt, or the old brand felt dated. I did not expect it to be untrustworthy. I really didn't. I just expected ours to be more trustworthy than theirs. And um, value, it was, it was crazy, but it was, that's the sniff test. Do I find this brand to be valuable? And here's the thing they're not, and I've said this a hundred times. They're not the consumer's not just comparing your bank's brand to the other bank's brand. They're it's probably they're probably not. It's like, does this feel as valuable as a Amazon or these other brands I trust? Does it even fit into that set? Which is there's no KPI for that. It's KPI. KPI. Yeah, no KPIs. There's no value, but but the same is true of your website. U- UI, UX, customer journey, all that flow is after the fact of you count the haystacks of do people feel like this is legitimate or not? Does this just look like a crappy, cheap experience? Oh, I hope so. That happens. <laughs> but but you can't get into the KPIs until you look at that. Don't look at your KPIs of your dated 2002-looking website. Look at it. Is this even a valid experience in 2021? So that's your foundational materials, your brand messaging, your brand strategy, your logo, your color scheme, your font set. Does it feel like a sophisticated entity? And banks, it's been so relational and so shoe leather based that we forgot or never realized how the branding aspect affects it. Attraction is what we view our job to be more so than anything. That's advertising. Attraction is getting new leads in, getting net new customers, getting a new relationship. We have to look at it that way. 
and that's pretty straightforward. That's your advertising budget. That's all of that, and and giving. That's where most of your effort and money is going to go. So I don't necessarily know that we need to hover there. That's advertising. Yeah, you need to hover. I'm saying hover there on this discussion. You need to no, advertise better. You do, and I think that's where that's the differentiation piece where most banks fail to set themselves apart. If you don't, but if you don't have the foundation and the yeah, they, they well, fail you, back there, and so when they advertise, they're advertising well, first. Because is the execution. Yeah, and it's it's where like you've built whatever you're going to go sell, and then you get to go sell it, and then it's like the same thing: open sign, handshake, teller row. Drone shot of the branch. It's the same thing every customer testimonial. Like it's the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. And look, here's the deal. We do customer testimonials too, but, but make we it mix different. It, we Girl, mix. Put some music in there. Some personal. Don't have them talk about the bank. It is assumed that you are putting them on there because it's brought to you by Renaissance Bank. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about? Why do they need? To, yeah. It's interesting that the guy makes a guitar. Yeah. Or it's interesting that he. Well, you did the taekwondo. It's, it's guy. interesting that she designs. Graphics. It's not interesting that our bank gave them a loan. Well, you did it's the not. Taekwondo guy that, that he and his son engaged in Taekwondo. You put that out there, and we talked to him later, and he said, "You wouldn't believe how many people are like you're into Taekwondo. My son and I did karate. Didn't ask him anything about bank. Not even the same thing, because we're humans and we connect on a level beyond. Like we get the transact. You're a banker. I want your bank business. Okay. Yeah. Well, I want to go with it. I could talk to you about your journey as a 40 year old guy with a 15 year old son doing. Martial arts. Well, and and I've, I've talked about this, and, and it's been explained many levels. It was talked about at the uh, uh, a conference I went to two weeks ago. You know, why do we do so much sports marketing? Well, other than the politics getting into everything in the world right now, it is a great equalizer of demographic, of shared likeness, of people being able to relate. Uh, it was said that the CEO of a company can pass by the janitor of his company or the the vendor janitor of his company, which are on very different levels, and they can talk about, did you see the game last night? Or like, you know, the person in the carpool line can see the other person in the carpool line and go, hey, did you see the the baseball game or the football game? Wasn't that – because it's something that there's a there's a shared – not everyone likes sports. That's why I like music too as and arts. But the point is it's a shared – Communication point that people can relate to, especially in the especially, especially in, in the our south region. where we where we're located. Yeah. And so, yeah, we do SEC shorts. Yeah, we yeah, sponsor. We're not doing any team. open wheel indie racing because it's not because it doesn't relate. But it's a way to bring people together and have your brand show that it's relevant in a conversation. Because oh, they sponsor that. Yeah, I love that team. Yeah. Oh, that team does and great. It's just name, idea, and awareness too. It's, and so, but you can't just do, we don't just do that. No, but it, it is it is one of the the great communication, I don't know, equalizers mm-hmm. in there. The smartest person can talk to the dumbest person. Yeah. And I'm not saying who's dumb or smart, because it could be <laughs> depend on the issue, yeah. but they can talk about sports. Absolutely. And so, so since we're talking about secrets, I guess we call this the secret podcast. Secret. Anyway, the secret of advertising is tell more people better. Increase your audience size, which John's talking about through sports, and do it with a better production value. Find that better I think I picked banking because we did. Um, we'd been doing it as an agency for a long time because while there's a parody product, I think one of my weird skills and then our staff's weird skills that we've trained is take this thing that's very similar to this other thing. It's almost like a challenge of now tell me tell me how this is different. Um, and it's a really, really fun challenge. The last three that we need to spend probably a little bit of time on more so than advertising is onboarding. I think 
and, and I don't know how you feel about this, John, because we don't talk about onboarding a whole lot because we've done it and we've got it in place, is I think this is like when you move from bank to bank to bank, probably one of the biggest missed opportunities. They may be doing bad advertising, but they're doing it. They may have a bad brand, but they're maybe backing it. But then they attract somebody and just expect that person to like know how to bank with them and know know what this bank offers beyond. And you spent all this money to advertise and attract like the the matriculation is so small and you're just like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Not welcoming them. We're a service and people industry and you didn't welcome the new customer. Well, in. go shop your bank. We shop ours all the time and it's, you know, and then it gives you a chance to retrain. It's just silly. And, if, you t- if you tell me you're a community bank, which you think means something and you think it means warmth and care and all that. Well, and it does mean that. It it does, but it, but are, are you really that? Are you I doing guess. it? And you don't, onboard your customers even if it's as simple as a phone call that says thank you for your business it's usually a folder that's found in the parking lot after they finish yeah. up in the account with a smiling family that doesn't exist anywhere there's a lot of levels of onboarding from the again thank you the letter the thank you note one of the things that we did to incredible success we've talked about here before during ppp was a letter from the ceo of a bank especially a smaller bank that won the ppp battle against the bigger banks who couldn't manage the volume was just like, I'm not asking for anything. You're new to us. And even to existing customers, I just want, are you okay? Like, <laughs> how are you doing? Just a letter that said that. It was cheap as far as the cost goes. We did not measure the KPIs yeah. or the ROI. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't measure that. You could have. You could we just could have. mailed it to and who opened an account and how right. profitable they were. Well, they'd already had, but, you know, yeah. and somebody was going back and trying to get the holistic deposit relationships. There was a business case in there, but it was about onboarding them. We got your, we're all going crazy and frantic during PPP, but we want to stop and just say, you okay? You good? Thank you for trusting us. I hope we served you. What can we do to help you? And what can we do next? Down to like automated emailing and and then getting into the next area, which we'll spend some time on is nurturing. Attraction's about attracting net new relationships. Nurturing is cross-selling. That that word has gotten dirty because of some bad actors. We have this such odd relationship with cross-selling. I said earlier, banking is is a very complex thing. The, the customer does not understand it. We've talked before about half of Americans have cried about their finances, maybe 70%. They don't understand. They don't get it. They don't want to think about it. It is incumbent upon us as bankers at some point to say, hey, you're having trouble saving? Maybe you should try a savings account. So, so, so here's funny to that that talks about the human psyche of banking and savings and money. There's a bank we won't mention because we're, we're super pro-bank, but and I don't want to call out the negativity of an ad campaign they did, but they did an ad campaign. It was speed dating. And one of the, the, the women in the speed dating where they would, you know, talk for three minutes and shift and move, you know, she would, the joke was there was a hidden camera. And, and look, I don't know that it was really hidden or not. I don't know. But the, the ad campaign was a hidden camera and it was like to show how little people knew about financing or finance and, and banking and money in general. And so like a guy would sit down and they would start talking like, oh, you're from here, you're from here. And then she'd be like, well, what's your credit score? And he'd be like, I'd, someone would say, I don't know. And then someone would be like, I don't think I need to talk about that in the first two minutes of meeting you. And then the ones that knew would be like, oh, mine's 820. Like, you know, and so the whole point was about how personal finance and money get. And then one would be like, do you understand? Uh, do you have a mortgage? And I'm like, well, no, but like you rent. But they went and so... The idea was to show how people didn't understand how a bank could help you figure it out. But what it came off to me as, no one wants to talk about that stuff. Yeah. And so the bank... Well, it was just a weird, like, it, 
Well, mixed environment like watching it from a banker, you're like, yeah, we get that. But watching it from the speed dating and the personal relationship perspective, it shows you how unpopular talking about money is. It's like the uh, PFMs. Nobody really wants it. No one really wants it. Banks want it it for the data, and the responsible adult in you says, I need to budget and see. But But the real person is like, I don't want to see that. I'm just spending money. Yeah. And... yeah, it's, it's type A's that save and other types of yeah. like it's, it's the workout it, it's, and eat right people and it's it's culture it's built on yeah. your personal culture of how you handle things and so I thought it was funny when I watched that acumen I was like it didn't work for me yeah and I, I'm not it did there's an insurance company right now that I'm not gonna name the name but they have an emu in the I don't know what they're trying to tell people <laughs> <laughs> it's it, but, but here's the thing it. that one and one of their top competitors where they're they're on so in that one one of those commercials that has the He's grilling out, and he's like, the the wife's like, I, I don't want to talk, talk about, about business. Yeah, I don't want to talk about insurance anymore. There's another one, this another company where their employees are on vacation, fake vacation on a beach, and they're like, we're not going to talk about insurance today. And there's this thing. The whole thing is about not talking about the thing that. And then they hear a couple over in the side saying like, you know, I just got this this camper for my beach trips, and I, I the insurance, and they're like, they're eh, I can't I can't not talk about it. Can't. And I get the joke is about there's so much insurance advertising that. Let's don't talk about insurance. But to me, it's like, that's a real thing. I don't know that I've ever talked about insurance other than when I needed it. And that's right. Or I'm, or I'm shopping. And that's it. the thing about nurturing. And it's banking. People don't talk about it unless they need it or there's a mistake. Right. And that's the point is I, I think that there's a degree and it has to be a judicious approach. But in, as I said, it's incumbent upon us to educate people on what they need because they don't want it. They're not going to elect to talk about it. They don't. A, a lot of consumers don't know. Are you telling me that clients don't know there's a sweep account that will take money automatically from your checking account into your what's savings? A, what's account? a sweep account? Exactly. I mean, that's the first. Like, <laughs> is there a broom yes, involved? Is there a broom involved in this? Yes, I am telling you that they don't know there's a sweep account. And and if they're like, oh, we've talked about this a hundred times, million times, that we did a, a campaign, we segmented the Renaissance clients that had checking but no savings, talked about the sweep account, single largest deposit. New money, not transferred, new money deposit month in the history of the bank. Well, you trust us with your deposits. Because we were just kind of like, we're out here and we fall into the trap too. We're doing cool stuff and new stuff and new engagement. We're like, while we're thinking outside the box, let's spend a, let's look in the box for a minute. Oh, we've got these. Check the corner. We've got this thou- these thousands of customers who have checking and no savings, mortgage and no checking, checking, no mortgage. One, one product or two product relationships. Yeah. And you're growing that wallet share. Share wallet. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, we have 1.25 products per household. Your tellers don't want to sell. They don't like cross-selling. They didn't take a, they didn't take a sales job. They took a admin job. But letting people know and training them that we have a magic box industry over here that people don't understand. And if we don't train them on it and we don't talk about it, nobody else is. Same thing about insurance. If insurance companies don't talk about it, don't remind us they need it, when it's valuable, it's valuable. I was insuring a home for the purchase value of, the, of my house, and, a, and an agency had done that for years. And finally, an agent came to me and helped me and said, Josh, can you rebuild that house for your purchase price? I get that you're like insuring the refi amount, and you'll get to pay off your loan, but what you're going to do is have no loan, and you're going to be homeless. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, like, uh. ah. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm thankful for that. And obviously, I tell that story now. If that guy wouldn't have talked to me about insurance that, guess what, I didn't want to talk about, 
Guess what else? I didn't want to spend any more money, but the value proposition was there and, and, and helped me. Last thing, I guess we'll wrap up because it's the last thing, is retargeting. So it's weird this at the end, but the point is retargeting affects all of that. That's, again, something we've talked about over and over is 1% response rate on advertising is amazing. The national average point three three. If you got 1%, you're outperforming national averages by 300%, yet 99% of people still aren't interacting with your ad. They're not clicking on it. That means almost no one. So you've got an audience of whatever percentage of people that you engage with an impression that you spent money to, to engage but didn't interact with your brand because maybe they didn't need a loan that day. Maybe they weren't mad at their bank enough to move their deposit account. People aren't convinced on the first pass. Yeah. But I sent a piece of direct mail, direct mail, and nobody responded. John doesn't like direct mail, so he's got to, he feels some type of way about it. But the one thing ain't going to work, and I'm saying ain't on purpose because it's silly, whether you're cross-selling someone, the one email that says open a checking, open a savings account, Probably won't work. We that particular account that just talked about, uh, we sent direct mail. We sent um, that had a lower KPI than the digital, but in one to one tests we found or uh, AB tests we found that where they did get direct mail, the digital ads performed better than when they didn't. And email layered with direct mail and digital performed even better. People don't just your your product is not so good that. They that they're just going to like, oh, my God, this bank. You have to retarget. You have to market multiple, multiple, multiple times and back the investment that you spent on. I agree. It's it's repetition. Yeah. Well, and, the thing is, is sports some... advertising doesn't work if your name's not on the cup and it's not on the Jumbotron or the ad on the radio on the way back or whatever. That My branding theory of sports is you're getting your – Coke at the game and your your logo's on the cup and they're looking at that in front of them and they look up, it's on the ribbon board and they see a Jumbotron video. Maybe they see it on the uniform, depending on the sport, if it can be a patch or on the jersey. And all of a sudden you've enconced the whole thing with your brand and people know who you are now and they pay attention. And, and all of a sudden it becomes, well, Renaissance really into that. They must you know, do whatever they do and then they see an ad TV and etc. And we know how branding works. So to wrap this up, uh, Mr. Mabus, in the closing of this, repeat your five secrets to building a successful bank marketing, either program or brand. Go through your one. bank and grade yourself on your foundation, your brand, your website. Be honest with yourself. It's a, if it's a 2002 website, meaning dated, some of you may feel like, 2002? That's avant-garde. That's brand new. Wait, wait. Can we scroll on a website? People don't want to scroll. That, they, they just, they just went I got, on the, I got the, the other day. That nobody was, scrolls. Can't was, scroll. That, that literally said, <laughs> uh, sorry to not wrap up, but two things that were in a, in a thing. We need to do, be mobile first. Oh, God. Do your statistics say that you're mobile first? Somebody told us that. And we looked at their web statistics, and it was 99%, or I mean, sorry, 70%. That was a lot. 70% of their traffic came on desktop, but they wanted to go mobile first. It doesn't always make sense. The second uh, around that is every amount of information is one click away. That can be helpful, but it also can lead you down a bad path. Sometimes the disclaimer needs to be a few clicks away unless it legally and compliance-wise needs to be at the bottom or attached to it. You don't need to tell everybody the full story. If you don't believe me, read our blog, something in verse triangles. I don't know what they're all titled. Foundation, how goes your brand website? Branch, how do they? How does the consumer feel about your brand? 
How well are you doing attracting clients? Are you differentiating at all? If you found any ability, everything doesn't have to be different. You can do the blocking and tackling and adding differentiation. Are you onboarding your clients? Just simply welcoming them to your bank, talking about new products, where things are. Are you nurturing them? Are you crossing them? Are you doing your educational due diligence of telling your clients, your customers, what a bank offers them and, and what your bank offers them? And growing your share. And growing that share of wallet. And are you retargeting? Are you backing your initial investment with a reinvestment to those people that saw your brand but did not make but a decision But we posted today? one time on social media, Josh. We posted that one time. Do it again. We posted. And again and again. We I've posted. said this, and it freaks people out. We made out. a piece of content. We did, one, we did a video of our tailor giving out doggy treats to the people that drove by. For spare change. For change. We did it. We did it one time. Yeah. It was great. But uh, if you've like Mavis Agency social media, um, and we get a lot of compliments, which thank you. We put a lot of work into it. We have a 15 post per day quota. Yeah, I'm not going to tell you what mine is because I have competitors, but it's it's up there. It's not yours. Your stuff is here and gone. It it has a minute shelf life at times. So you have to keep feeding the beast, and that's to us part but of our before, retargeting. Before a bank, you have new hires, promotions, branch openings. You have new products. You have financial literacy. You have fun content. You have things you're doing in the community. Like even if you don't get into traditional advertising things that are not around banking, like you're attracting, because banking doesn't attract anybody. I promise you, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the act of so banking. you're so you're doing stuff that attracts people, then goes to the bank, like content and sports and whatever music but you still got even if you don't want to go creative mm-hmm. you still got at least five or six things a day you can promote and people post perform strangely well, good they do strangely well they do so grade yourself on those uh, on those five things see what you can um, improve and good luck and good night and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.